Hey there, Revelation Wellness community. This is Brian East, one of your coaches for Walking the Words of Jesus, the brand new Revelation Wellness program that's going to launch on June 13th. While I'm here, I want to personally invite you to walk with me and so many others for these 21 days. Why? Because we draw closer to God when we move and we hear God's words spoken over us. Jesus walked everywhere with his disciples during his earthly ministry, teaching and sharing as he went. And through this program, we get to join in with Jesus' first followers and listening to his voice as we move our feet, one step at a time. Y'all, when we pray scripture and move at the same time, it brings about transformation in our bodies, our minds, and our spirits. This program will only take about 20 minutes a day and the renewal that comes will revive your heart and draw you into worship. So come on, come join us and experience for yourself the power of walking the words of Jesus. It's going to be amazing. Okay, friends, you heard it straight from Brian, one of our coaches. Signups are open now. You can find all of the details in your show notes. Swipe up to get registered today. Any donation amount gets you into this program. Signups close June 9th. We are so happy to be back today with Elisa as she coaches this revving the word while teaching on Jesus's final I am statement where he tells us that he is the true vine. This revving the word will remind us that staying connected to Jesus is the source of abundant gladness of the heart found only in abiding with him. This one is going to encourage your heart and breathe fresh fire on you. We really do appreciate you so much, friends. We love that you join us for these. Thank you for pressing play. And remember, leave us a review if this episode has blessed you. Peace. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one, play. Take a deep breath. Make it so you can hear your breath. Maybe shake your arms a bit. Relax your arms. Relax your shoulders. Be intentional about getting in your body and paying attention to your whole life as it's lived out through your body. Maybe just decide right now you will be a friend to yourself because you have a friend in God. So welcome. This is your first time revving the word. Welcome. We ask that you would do the, the good work of throwing off every preconceived idea you have about fitness, your body, your ability, because uh, we're just going to establish here at Revelation Wellness, we believe if you have a body and you're breathing, this is good. 
It's a good idea. You are a good idea. Life is a good idea. God is a good God. And so, for the next 35 minutes or so, you're going to move your body and hear the Word of God with the intention of working out of you lies, fears, shame. We've got some work to do. Amen? <laughs> you know the word therapy. It's the work of life. <laughs> so everyone, if you're living a life, you're doing the work. That's what therapy's for. So this is Foot Up Therapy. And I'm Elisa Keaton, the founder of Revelation Wellness. And I hope you'll follow, follow us. Do, jump in. <laughs> like... Some of you might wade into the water. I say jump in. Just plunge in. What do you have to lose but everything you've never needed? And you'll gain your life. So I am recovering from being sick. So if I sound a little more nasally than I already am, we're a little out of breath, I ask for your grace. But I'm so gift, so glad to be moving my body with you today. All right, you never know what you got till it's gone. So I'm just getting back into moving. And we're gonna continue through the I am statements of Jesus. We are on our last of the seven I am statements that are in the book of John. These are great ones to come back to because we only know who we are as much as we know who God is. We are image bearers. He is the image maker. We just bear the image he makes. So to know Jesus and that's what sets us apart as Christians is our faith in Jesus Christ. Let's, let's just never forget who he is. That's the whole point of the Bible, is that we would know God. So the I am statements we've been going through, you can review and go past. If this episode blesses you, go listen to the previous six. But for review, in the book of John, Jesus says, I am the bread of life, number one. I am the light of the world, number two. I am the door of the sheep, number three. I am the good shepherd, that was his fourth statement. Number five is, I am the resurrection and the life. Six, I am the way the truth, and the life. And now today, our seventh, the seventh statement of Jesus, the I am's, starts in verse 15. Here we go. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch 
that does bear fruit he prunes, that it may bear fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is the word of the Lord. Holy Spirit, presence of God, help us, teach us what your word is trying to tell us about who Jesus is to us. Father, I ask you make it real, not just some good concepts or ideas. Lord, open up our hearts, rend us bare, that we would know where this seed should land in good soil of our hearts. So take out your pruning shears, God. Take out your, your till, your rake, your shovel. Turn the soil of our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so move in your body. You're already feeling it now, right? A little breath on a scale of one to 10. I want you to be about anything above a five is intentional movement. Like you're in a workout zone. So move towards a six, seven. That's moderate intensity exercise. And here's the cool part. The blood flow to your brain and the increased neurogenesis. Your hippocampus. The part of your brain that is responsible for memory, learning, and emotion is starting to pump up <laughs> and get to work. All right, so why does Jesus say I'm the true vine? This is the last statement of the I am's. Now context. He's about to go to the cross. He just had his last Passover dinner with his disciples. He just washed their feet. He's talking to them about the Holy Spirit, <laughs> that promise of the Holy Spirit that will come, but the helper. Listen, you're doing what you're doing right now because of the helper, Spirit of God. And whether he's in you, 
or outside of you, he has been wooing you, pursuing you. And when you put your faith in Christ, receive the Holy Spirit in you, Dick, dictating, kind of directing your life in a direction that is one that is good. And here's what we know about a vine. It's one of the most important products of the Middle East, of Palestine. So of course Jesus would talk about that. It's important. It also represents merriment, gladness, wine, wealth, royalty. If you had a vineyard in biblical times, you're doing pretty good. A vineyard was usually surrounded with protecting walls of stones or thorny edges to keep out destructive animals. And in every vineyard was a tower for the watchmen. Someone that would keep watch over the vineyard. Right, in case someone comes and tries to steal your, your wealth, your value. It also had a wine press hollowed out of the flat of a rock and a vat into which the juice flowed. Vines required constant care to keep them productive. They're, they're pruned every spring, and the ground was plowed and kept free from weeds. It's great care and great value. The harvest season was always one of great happiness. Come on. He wants to give us gladness. Wine represents gladness of heart. You go to a wedding. We are glad, we are filled with joy. Break open the wine. Jesus doesn't say I'm the wine. He says I'm the true vine. I'm the source of what, where wine gets made, where gladness come for, comes from, and the value that you have as a landowner. Me, you have me. I am the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser, the owner. <laughs> if you want wine, if you want gladness, you're going to need a vineyard. And many of us go out in life and try to make our own vineyard, our own value, our own worth. Jesus says, I'm the true vine. I'm the true source of life. He just said, I was the, in, in John 14, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. We just learned that last week. But now, it goes for this picture of gladness, happiness, wealth, not to mention grapes are the main source of sugar <laughs> in these times of Jesus. 
And I love when Moses sends out some spies. They come back and talk about clusters of grapes so large that they bear it between two staffs. Huge clusters of wine or of grapes. He's abundant, you guys. Just move your body. Be a seven. Today, very little intervals. Just enjoy this invitation to abide and remain because apart from him, you cannot produce anything. Gladness, heart, a value, nothing. Come on. Let me ask you this question. Will you go before him and repent? Repentance is a gift, everyone. It's not a punishment. It's a gift. Come on home. Turn a new direction. Is there anywhere you've been <laughs> attaching yourself to? Anyone, anything, thinking, surely from this, I will have life. Talk to him about it. read it again and I want you to think in pictures Holy Spirit teach us so this isn't just words for us God we want you to write the word on our hearts in our bodies in our brains in our neural pathways in our lungs the air that we breathe come do that God Holy Spirit helper Help us, not just be hearers of the word, but doers. Because apart from God, we know our life is fruitless, purposeless, empty, vanity, a chasing after the wind. See Jesus, hours away from his crucifixion. His final I am statement. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes that it may bear more fruit. Oh, come on. Listen, pruning is part of the process. Every, everything gets pruned. Whether it's producing fruit or no fruit. He's gonna cut. The vine dresser is gonna cut the vines, the branches. We are the branch. Jesus is the vine. 
every branch that does not bear fruit, he's taken away. Every branch that does bear fruit, he's pruning back that it may bear more fruit. How's your pruning season going? Come on, and some of you are in a fruitful season. Can you reflect and find the pruning? I guarantee you, if you look back, you'll see it was because of a takeaway that you are in a fruitful season. Give him praise, come on. This is where we tell the enemy to go to hell. <laughs> That's why when we're getting cut, we don't bleed. Gladness of heart. Surely it's yours, God. Surely you know what you're doing. He's making us clean. Yeah, <laughs> he's good, guys. He's only good. I know it doesn't feel good to be pruned. But he is adamant about his word, all. He's adamant. Listen, I'm going to shake the tree today. If you are here to hang out and pretend Christian and play the role of a Christian, you're going to get crushed because we're weightlifting around here. <laughs> I'm asking the Lord for his glory, his weightiness, his heaviness, which means pruning is coming. And so is great blessing. But if we aren't careful, like Deuteronomy 8 says, we, in our pride, will make our blessings about us. And we will be about the blessing instead of the God who blesses, the God who gives and takes away. The Word makes us clean. I am not here to create some thin, healthy Christians. I could care less about what you look like on the outside, your heart, <laughs> that it would be on fire, burning for Christ. So you don't mind when you get cut. You don't mind a little fire. You don't mind a little pruning. You don't mind a little cleansing. You don't mind. In fact, you open the windows of your heart and you say, Spirit of God, wind of God, blow in blow on in here clean me out God wants to do what he started he wants to finish what he started what did he start in the beginning he made the earth he made male and female said to them he blessed them he kneeled to them he kissed them with life he 
turned them on, <laughs> animated them and said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue and have dominion. God wants to produce good. A good God wants more good and he wants to do it with us and through us. He didn't have to. But he said, no, I want image bearers. I want more good. Come on. You can push to an eight. Push to an eight. Ask the Holy Spirit what he's trying to produce in you. In your given situation, what is God producing? We ask him if he says fruit, what kind of fruit? Keep asking, ask, seek, knock. Doors will open, answers will come. Ask, what are you trying to produce in me, God? What fruit? As I researched vines, listen, I don't, I don't have a vineyard. I'm barely a wine drinker. I don't know anything, so I started to ask questions. What does this mean? What is a vine? What's the purpose? I mean, I can barely keep a house plant alive. <laughs> the function of the vine is to pump life to the branches. And the function of the branch is to produce the fruit of the vine. See the picture. Jesus says, I am the true vine. My father is the true dress vine dresser, the owner of this vineyard. It is my job to pump life to you. You are the branches, bear fruit. Come on, friends. You know what's more beautiful <laughs> than a fruit tree producing fruit in the spring? Producing it in the summer, fall, and winter. You are meant to produce good in and out of season. If you abide, remain y'all we don't take this seriously enough we don't we're comfortable remaining looking like a, a Monday podcast or maybe a daily podcast and going to church on the weekend he wants more 
Remaining, abiding means to be present with, not checking in with. This is such about intimacy, attachment. And here's the truth. Many of us, and I'm raising my hand, we did not have healthy attachment as a child. You know what healthy attachment is? It's a parent who loves you, enjoys you. You don't trigger them because they've done their work. They are healthy, they are a safe place. You delight their heart. You can, although you do wrong, because you're learning and growing, you are not wrong. <laughs> they know how to correct you and comfort you <laughs> without condemnation or shame. Do you understand? Right now, shame off of you. Someone didn't attach themselves to you. And God knows, and now he's saying, come. Come to me, don't just believe in me, come to me. Attach yourself to me, remain, abide. Apart from me, nothing will happen. Don't go anywhere. I am your gladness of heart. And I am glad you are here. Stay, remain. Holy Spirit. Baptize us, fresh fire. Thirty seconds, do what you want. Work it out. Come on. Here, the applause keep going. And pull back. Woo! Hey. <laughs> We're gonna cool down for a couple songs. Listen again, your flesh, it's good. It just, it wants to be God. <laughs> it wants to get in the driver's seat and it's it just happens because of your limbic brain your emotional brain that is there to keep you alive praise God but notice it notice when you're tense you're nervous anxious mad feeling bad feeling sad feeling scared Notice it. We come to your feet and then remain. The big thing that Jesus says over and over here that highlights, at least for me as I read it, is this abide. Remain in me and I in you. So Lisa, how do we remain? One, it is clear that the word of God, the word, the words of God, the written word, Y'all, 2,617 times you touch your phone. 2,617 times. What are you looking for? <laughs> Can you imagine? And we have the word right at our fingertips. 
I'm always convicted of this. I can, there's better ways to spend my time. <laughs> Maybe it's because now that I'm on the back half of my life, man, I'm like, God, I need more of you. I need your word. I need your voice. Because your voice is life. The good shepherd. He's leading me out and bringing me home every day, taking me out. Bringing me home. So, statistic went out recently that says only 11% of Christians read their Bible every day. Ah, uh, hey, when's the last time you ate? Oh, you know. You know. You won't make it long without, you won't make it a day without food, without being uncomfortable. Listen, you'll survive. But you'll be, you'll know it. Be lightheaded, grumpy, irritable, hangry. Come on. But yet, we can go days and days and months without reading the word. Insane. Stop it. Stop it. That's the spirit of stupid. Don't be stupid. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> That's the spirit of stupid. You are not stupid. You hear from God. His words are life. So listen, I want to move that statistic up. And I know Revelation Wellness is just a drop in the bucket of the close to 3 billion Christians around the world out of 7 billion. But I want this bucket, this drop in the bucket. Woo! I think we can create some serious fruits. Read the word. Remain in it. Like, have it with you. Lately, y'all, I'm just going to get practical. Lately, I know it sounds silly, maybe to you, but not to me. I've been carrying my Bible with me. Like my hard copy Bible with me. I carry it around the house and I go from the living room to the front room. I go to the office. It's right here next to me. Even though I tend to use my iPad a lot because I can research and make notes and super grateful. But there is something about the brick and mortar of a Bible. And it's with me. And I can flip it open. And by the way, it's been proven neuroscientifically that reading on paper versus digital, they're very different. And you benefit more on the paper. I know, it's hard for me because I love my digital. Because I can carry my library with me wherever I go. But it's true. Because when I open my Bible, I can see paragraph before and after, the titles, the context, it's just easier, easier comprehension than pulling something out of the digital sky. Come on, come on. Listen, and I don't carry it around to be pious. Look at me. No, I just 
have it. I'll put it in my backpack. I'll go to lunch. And if I've got some time, I'll pull it out. I'll read it. And I'm not like, it isn't my intention to cause attention to myself. But I do know this. It draws attention to myself. There's a whole story of a, a gentleman who was in the gay lifestyle for years. His name is Beckett. I can't remember his first name. Last name Beckett. And he was at a coffee shop in LA one Sunday and he was already feeling the stirring of how unsatisfied his life was. Had all the money, had all the faith, had all the things. And he just thought, there's gotta be more. And he saw a table of young 20 year olds in the coffee shop in LA in a very gay district with their Bibles open. <laughs> and he said it was offensive and yet I was thrown by it. Just the Bible. Anyways, I say that because we need it. There's so many words, thousands, tens of thousands of words coming at you every day, 90,000 messages that you're not even conscious of. But Jesus says, it's the word that cleans us. He says that in verse 3, already you are clean. You've been pruned. That's what pruning does. It cleans the branch. It cleans so that the energy from the vine to the branch is flowing efficiently. It's not going off into dead branches. God, he's such a good father. You understand that? When he takes something away from you, it's because it's dead and it's sucking life from you. And so he cuts it to clean the vine, prune it. And Jesus says to his disciples before he's headed to the cross, already you are clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. You've been with me. My words are with you and in you. You're good. But guess what? Shortly, it's not going to be enough. The word isn't going to be enough because they're all going to turn their backs. What they needed was the Holy Spirit and it hadn't come upon them yet but you and I have the Word of God and the Spirit of God in us and with us this is why Revelation Wellness all we're trying to do is get you into your body the temple where the Holy Spirit resides because he is more than capable to lead you into life. I can't, I do not know what is the decision for you that will lead to life. But I can pray for you. And you can read the word and talk to the Holy Spirit and be patient and don't fall into the fire of fear, the smoke bombs that go off. That's why we get you in your body so your nervous system can hold on when the smoke bombs are flying, when the signals of war are in the air. No, 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 no. Remain. Stay attached. 
As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide. Remain, stay present, be with me. God says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, remains in me, stays present with me, and I with him, he bears much fruit. She bears much fruit. Because apart from him, the true vine, you can do nothing. Y'all, this is crazy. Things not working out in your life, in your day, where'd you go? <laughs> where'd you walk off to? Where'd you wander off to? Now I love this, I'm closing with this. Verse seven, this is crazy, Jesus' words. If you abide in me, you remain attached to me, not the world, not the desires of the flesh, not the possessions, not the cares or concerns. You remain in me, and my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Woo! Come on. Listen, this is on us, not on him. If this promise isn't kept, if this isn't, command isn't kept, there's something in us, not him. This is an invitation to overcome, <laughs> to be victorious. Ask whatever you wish. And here's the deal, we will be asking for things that line up with the word, not with our flesh. We will be satisfied because we already got God. And then anything we ask for, cherry on top. Thank you, God. Man, I could talk about you for days. We love you, God. I pray that your desire, us, our desire for you, as we've learned the I am statements, God, stick it to us. Stick it to us that you are the good shepherd. You are the way, the truth, and the life. You are the resurrection life. You are the light of the world. You are the bread of life. And you are the good shepherd and true vine. We love you. Take this and make something of us. In Jesus' name, amen. When brokenness and pain is all I know, oh, I won't be shaken.